Salutations. I am the major domo of the Galaxy Render Estate. It is a pleasure to meet you. Now, I just wanted to thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. It definitely means a lot that you've been following along on the adventures of Jandar, Tilly, and Alistair. Uh, now, if you did want to support the show, you can always go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Uh, from there, there's a wide variety of perks. Now, if you don't want to sign up for Patreon, that's okay. It definitely means a lot that you listen to the show. Last time on Noobs and Dragons, the group escaped from the ghastly Gorbo Borgo only to spy on Saturn Volo who's been visited by a strangely familiar old man claiming to be the major domo of the Galaxy Render Estate. And welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. So, you three are in a tunnel looking through a tiny little barred window at what looks to be somebody who is eerily similar to Sir Aelg in a nice, like, suit with a cane in his side that he's holding in kind of an aggressive fashion in front of Saturn Volo, who's swirling, like, has dark energy swirling around him, and he's just sort of, like, mocking the the elderly man. Because the, uh, much like Sir Aelg, this guy has, is uh, seemingly human, has a long, bushy beard, uh... In this case, he no longer has a helmet like Sir Aelg wore. In this case, he's bald on the top of his head. Uh, and he's, you know, has a, a pretty trim form. He's, he's not an especially big guy or anything. And uh, what would you three like to do? You can stay where you're at and see what is happening. You can start, like, kind of, like, circling around the, this tunnel to see if it en- enters into the arena. Yeah, because we're trying to figure out how to get there. Wasn't it, like, wrapping around a bunch? So? Yeah, mm-hmm. but from here we can tell that they are bickering, right? We can They seem to be, yeah. Uh, it looks like Saturn Volo has uh, betrayed Glaeris, and uh, this major domo of the Galaxy Render Estate, the head butler, uh, is, you know, uh, seemingly threatening him for betraying Glaeris. We should get closer in case they start fighting and just pick off the winner. Okay, well, I mean, I was either thinking we stay here and watch... To see what, to see how this, you know, intensifies. Make sure we're not getting ourselves in the way of something, or we go back up Saturn Volo since he's oh, te- back up him. I'm just saying he's he's, he's technically against, against he's against yeah. Glarus. He is also trying to kill you so he can control your souls because yeah. he 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 does want your that abilities. Sounds so bad. <laughs> Craig does that to us all the time. Yeah. I'm a prisoner um, to myself right now, to Craig right now. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I mean, we just get closer and just observe and kind of make the game plan as we're closer then. Now, there are windows every so often. Do you want to start, like, creeping around the tunnel and seeing, like, you know, get closer and not? Uh, I just uh, worry about Alistair tripping over a rock because, you know, 
not to be meta here and play meta games, but you know he just hasn't been the stinkiest guy in the history of I, this campaign. No, I, I have advantage on stealth checks now. So uh, that's true. So <laughs> I, if I fail, it's really bad. Yeah, exactly. How is that gonna help? <laughs> uh, yeah, let, I guess I guess I'm down to move closer quietly. I do not want to draw attention to ourselves. I'm cool with that, Jazzy. Sounds good. I give you, you guidance. But what? I don't need. Okay, fine. Yeah, we get guidance. Yeah, you have guidance. Everybody make stealth checks. And that's an extra D four. Uh, yeah. And then remember, you have advantage from your magic item there, yeah. uh, Alistair. Sixteen. Okay. Jandar? Twenty-eight. <laughs> Only a twenty-eight. <laughs> Only a twenty-eight. Well, it was one off from being a natural twenty. Ah. So. What'd you get? Thirty-three. <laughs> Thanks for that bonus. <laughs> How do you even, how's you're, welcome, you're welcome, Jander. I rolled an 18. Yeah. I have plus 8 with my proficiencies because I have uh, a thing called expertise where I can double my um, <laughs> my, profi- my proficiency bonus. And I took stealth as one of them. Of course you so did. So I get plus 8 plus my modifier on my stat. Which you have a lot of decks. Wow. All right, plus fair enough. Guidance. Plus the guidance. Plus the guidance, which is why I said I didn't need it. Wow. <laughs> so you guys... <laughs> Like ninjas, just like go silent for and, the first time, and like you can, <laughs> you can hear Tilly breathing. But even Tilly is is kind of hiding in the shadows, and you guys kind of creep around, and you get to the next window, and you can hear uh, uh, the two of them arguing, and uh, you know Saturn Volo is you know like just pretty much in in like disbelievement that this old man is here to like kill him, and uh, the old man, uh, you know sort of like kind of like you know kind of gives like a a, you can see through the barred window he kind of gives a smirk and he says well Saturn Volo you are a practitioner under Koraki the voice of slithering worms is that right and Saturn Volo goes yeah I am what does that have to do with this as he's got like more dark energy swirling around you think he's almost about to turn it on the old man and uh uh, the major domo sort of like kind of like kind of smiles real big and he goes, "Well, perhaps Koraki would prefer to have me as its pawn." And Sanervolo kind of looks a little confused, and you guys kind of creep around a little more, and I, for a split second, Tilly, you feel like maybe the old man kind of like darted an eye towards the uh, the barred windows and looks forward, and if he did notice you guys. He doesn't seem to to make any motion of it. Saturn Volo is completely fixated on the old man, though, and I uh, and Saturn Volo goes, "What what is this about?" He's like, "You you can't possibly threaten me with this." And the old man kind of like takes his like uh, uh, his cane and he kind of pops what looks to be a blade in the cane. It looks like it's a sword cane, and he starts sliding it out. And he goes, "Well, let's see who survives, the winner." will become the new warlock of Koraki, the voice of slithering worms. And you guys round the corner of the uh, this tunnel, and sure enough, you do see it looks like there's a ramp that leads up into the uh, arena. Did you guys want to, like, kind of creep around? Did you want to rush around? Do you want to stay where you're at looking through the window? I'm, I'm cool with creeping around. I don't... The fact that we're, what we're hearing is I don't want this uh, character to gain... Saturn Volo's power. Right, so that's why we, we should murder them both, but... 
Yeah, but we should definitely stop. We should definitely support. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's why <laughs> if we get close and you have your arrows, you can pot shots. I, I just uh, okay, but if we move too slow and he goes and kills him real quick, we're gonna be in trouble. We're gonna be in oh, real so you trouble. Well, if you get in real trouble, I got oh. four pot shots that you could do. Shut up. Um, Wait, we, what? we know what he he might be summoning. God that damn it, weird, Terry, I hate you. That weird swampy stuff. Like, is this what it looks like he's doing? Like how he sunk the village? Not necessarily. Uh, it, it it looks like uh, uh that was a different ability. This is dark energy, but you feel something really familiar from it, Alistair. There's this weird, like, kind of familiar feeling coming from whatever like darkness is swirling around him. I don't like it. <laughs> All right, so how close, how close are we, like, right now from... He- be, are we in an opening? You're, you're just about, coming up the ramp? You're about 10 feet away from the corner, which will lead up into the, like, the the, uh, the longer ramp that leads into the arena. Oh, so we could stay down the hill of the ramp a little bit without them sure. seeing us. Uh, I mean, depending on your stealth checks, but yeah. Right, oh, yeah, I just mean, like, physically. Like, it's they're over on top, so it'd be harder... It's yeah. the The ramp isn't a, a, a like a it isn't like a crazy huge ramp. It's maybe about like five to ten feet up from where you're at because you're down into the ground, but only by a little bit. Like you're looking up at the uh, the barred windows which lead into the arena. Like so, you're not very deep underground at the moment. All okay. right, let's creep in slow. And the second, if if anything changes where Saturn Volo looks to be in danger, we rush in. And we and we focus, we focus um, the, the butler, the, the, the butler guy. Right. Yes, and then we de- we worry about Saturn Volo after. Okay, so go ahead and make stealth checks. I'm gonna give myself blessing of the trickster. Ooh, go for it. That's a natural twenty. Twenty-four. Natural twenty, nice. What'd you get? Thirty-one. Okay, so you guys <laughs> are ridiculously <laughs> quiet, and you guys all, you know, kind of like get down low, and you're you're not you haven't gone up like the ramp into the arena fully just yet. You're you're back a ways, and uh, from where you're at, uh, you see that it doesn't look like uh, they notice you. It doesn't look like anyone looks in your direction. Uh, Saturn Volo uh, goes to start charging the darkness, and. The old man is too fast. He pulls his sword out, slashes it, and swing like puts it right back into like the sheath of the cane, and it clicks right back in. And Saturn Volo's darkness just sort of like kind of fades away from his hands a bit. And Saturn Volo looks down, and you see a, a long like red line appear through his like uh, dark robes, and his top half just sort of slides off Ooh. and hits the ground with this bloody nasty mess. And you see like his organs just sort of slide right out the bottom in this need to hear that part. grizzly grizzly fashion whatever whatever ability this old man has he's an incredible swordsman just one slash and he was cut in half and the blade as clean as can be slides right back into the sheath and all the darkness sort of like kind of lingers in the air and it almost sort of takes shape for a moment all three of you roll perception oh boy Well, that would be a 12 for me. 25. And how about for you, Alistair? Uh, unnatural 20. Okay, so uh, all three of you uh, uh, have something catch your attention. Uh, and what did you get, uh, Tilly, again? 
25. With the 25, Tilly, you actually notice all of the forms. Uh, you see uh, what looks to be uh, uh, like a shadowy image of uh, like a, a kind of an effeminate form, maybe about your height uh, up here in the darkness. Uh, you also notice uh, uh, the others as well. Uh, Alistair, one... Uh, two or two in particular catch your attention. They look to be maybe medium size. Uh, there's something really familiar about them, but they're just shadowy outlines. Uh, you know, they, they look to be maybe a little shorter than you. Uh, one's female and one's male. A little hard to, to tell exactly. Uh, Jandar, uh, for you, it's there's maybe something a little familiar about it, but it's the size difference between the shadows that catch your attention that like kind of bothers you. You see what looks to be a female form uh, around maybe your height, maybe even a little taller, uh, and then there's another much smaller shadowy form. Uh, looks to be like maybe the the size of a child, maybe the size of like a gnome. Uh, and all those shadowy images appear, and then they just sort of like kind of fade away. And left alone in the middle of the arena is the major domo of the Galaxy Render Estate, who you learned previously from Percival Steelbreeze was apparently named Sotheby Crux. And Sotheby Crux kind of pulls his sword out and once again uh, pops it out of the sheath and he puts his blade in the into the body of Saturn Volo for a moment. What would you guys like to do? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do anything? All of my plans are gone. Like, I don't think we need to go talk. I don't think we need to show ourselves to this individual. Tilly? I was here to find my dad. I don't think I'm going to find him here. <laughs> Maybe we can search his body later and see uh, if we find a map. <laughs> I don't know. Something. <sighs> yeah, I'm cool with staying put. I don't feel like getting cut in half right now. So you guys stay put. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. The sword's in the dead body. He has, uh, after he sliced the, the body in half and put the, the sword back in the sheath, all in like kind of one swoop, uh, he then popped the blade out and he slowly kind of pushed it into the top half of Saturn Volo. Can I make a perception check? Because this guy's a supernova and he just cut him in half willy-nilly. Like, I feel like... We've already seen Saturn Volo in like some sort of like forms where he's like telling Gorgo Borgo to kill us and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think this is the real Saturn Volo. I think it is. Whereas but... before it was like a spectral image of Saturn Volo that appeared before you, this one does seem to be flesh and blood. In fact, it seems to be a lot of blood, which is now pulling on the arena floor. However, I will uh, uh, ask that you make an Arcana check if you are looking over there. I think. I think he's about to try to like harness the, harness the harness the power. So I don't know if we should intervene or not. Thirteen, with a thirteen, you do sense something, kind of uh, uh, not necessarily the dark energy that you saw before that took on like a weird, vaguely familiar image, uh, but uh, you do sense some dark power, kind of like rising up in the area. Alistair, what do you think? We run, we run in. Do we want this guy to harness his dark power? I don't. Do we? Do I slice is this the dude source in half without it coming from the sword? Tilly can only sense it's in the air. Uh, with a thirteen, that's all I can let uh, Tilly know. If you want to make an Arcana check separately, uh, you can try to do so. Yeah, I want to try to do that. Go ahead and make your roll. Let me know what you get. And what do you got there? 
Uh, I only got a 12. With a 12, yeah, you do sense, like, kind of aberrant energy in the air, uh, but you're you're not exactly sure what's going on or where it's coming from. It's hard to pinpoint. Uh, The moment I... I want to watch, but the moment I see anything happening with the sword, like, glowing or anything... What would I, I don't know. I could dispel it just in case. Well, I want to know what you want to do because if you want to do something now, you can do it. But if you're like, hey, I want to wait until after well, something completely that, yeah. different. Should I just try it, guys? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I within 120 feet of him? Uh, yeah, I would say so. All right, I want to try uh, a dispel magic. It says uh, I could choose a creature, object, or magical effect within range. What do you want to choose? Um, sword? Or could I just choose him? Well, it says magical effect within range, so if I just did it over by him, would it kind of cover? I need a target. A target? There's him, there's the dead body, he has a sword. You could feasibly target something else. What would you like to do? What do you guys think? I'm not the, I'm not the, I'm a ranger, man. Well, Tilly saw more than I did by one. That's a little meta. I would say the sword. That's what I was thinking, so I guess I'll do the sword. You cast Dispel Magic on the sword. You reveal yourself. You step out. You cast yeah. Dispel Magic. Uh, the Dispel Magic seemingly is hits the sword, but you're not sure what it does, if anything. Okay. A moment later, the uh, the old man kind of looks up and kind of is, uh, like, maybe not super surprised to see you, but, like, is kind of caught off guard by what you just did. And a few moments later, the body that's underneath his sword that's like kind of pinned by the sword sort of like rustles and moves a bit and the body just sort of like goes and like kind of like like splinters and like like just wraps itself around his sword in the blink of an eye his like little tiny dinky cane sword is now the size of about a great sword but it's made of flesh and bone Ew. and he sort of like kind of like takes the sword and he still with one hand just like kind of like hefts it up with one hand and he kind of pulls it aside and he kind of looks into the tunnel and he goes well now who's that there I'm not really you, here. You have revealed yourself and casted a spell. Oh, I know. I'm just trying. So to... you're just sort of standing there and you're whispering. And you're like, I'm not going to reveal myself. But he's just like, staring at you. Duck down. <laughs> you want to make a spell check? Duck down and away. Uh... I'm hiding. I don't know. I'm still in stealth. <laughs> you're the, you the one that made that move. Uh, okay. If I'm <laughs> out, I'm just going to wave. Hi, I'm lost. Make a uh, deception check. <laughs> Oh boy! Don't he's lost. let us down. Right. What do you What do you got there, buddy? Oh, uh, that looks good. Fourteen. He goes. Well, if you're lost, perhaps I can help you find your way. Oh, thanks. Uh, I was looking for a uh, a little gnome. And he kind of looks uh looks at Guy. you, looks at you funny. He goes. You know, and he looks back at the uh, the window where you think that he locked eyes with you for a brief moment, Tilly. You're not at that window any longer, but he looks at that window and he goes, You know, I may have seen a gnome here before. Perhaps you'd come into the arena. And as he lifts his sword up and he puts it back to the uh, uh, the sheath, he starts to, to like force it in, and it like and it like kind of like like kind of almost looks like it's just getting stuck, and he's almost like plunging it in. But as soon as he pops the blade back in, it looks like all that blade all the bone and blood and organ fits inside of it if by magic and he kind of puts it at his side uh was it a male gnome 
I didn't get a very good look. Oh well, I don't want—I don't want to bother you. I'll just—I'll uh, just keep keep looking around. Thanks. Your path seems to have led you here, and you look, and sure enough, this tunnel ends to go into the arena. And he goes, "I might have some information for you." Is there any other exits from the arena? Alistair Lockwood. Oh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> Who? He goes. Oh, yeah, that's my name. I sometimes forget. I don't know many people anymore. He he kind of <laughs> smiles at you. He smiles at you. He says, <laughs> he says, Lord Alistair Lockwood. That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> I would hope that you don't play me for a fool or play yourself as a fool. I, that's the only thing I am as a fool currently. Uh, you're not a fool, though. You got, like, a meat sword. It's kind of cool looking. He says, yes, I've now become a warlock in service to Koraki, the voice of slithering worms. He sounds like a... Thing? Thing is exactly how I would describe (laughs) Koraki, the voice of slithering worms, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, is that guy dead? I certainly hope so. Okay. And he looks down, and all you uh, see is just a blood stain on the ground. Oh, the body's gone. The body's gone. It was absorbed into the sword. Oh, completely. Okay. Uh. So. You know, you wouldn't have to yell if you came closer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of intimidated by you, not going to (laughs) lie. He says, as much as it would make Master Glarus happy to have you executed. I'm not such a fool as to test these new abilities on you. Okay. And I should trust you on that? I have more sense than most of the foes I believe you fought, yes. Okay. It's no funny business in this arena if I walk in, right? <laughs> he looks around and he goes, Unless someone pulls some damn switches, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Fuck, let me tell you about some switches, and I'll get a little bit closer towards him. You start walking towards him. Your friends are still in the, the tunnel. Uh, if if he notices them, uh, he hasn't necessarily said anything. You're not sure. Uh, he hasn't really locked eyes with anyone or anything uh, that, who's hiding. And he, uh, uh, he looks to you and he says, Those who oppose Master Glarus will be dealt with in time, but... Those who betray him have a fate much worse than that. I can kind of see that. Um, yeah, you kind of chopped him up there in this one fell swoop. You're, you're, what's your name? He says, my name is Sotheby Crux. Oh. I'm uh, the major domo of the Galaxy Render Estate, and now I am also one of the five supernovas, as <laughs> Master Glarus has ordered me to become. Is he like... Okay, so is is like the five supernovas like like a moose club and then like he's like the head moose? I don't know what that means. Um uh is he like the president and you're like all vice presidents? I I would say it's something similar to that, though I'm not entirely sure of this president analogy. Oh, it's something in the higher ups kind of stuff we deal with. Anyways, um so you're what's a domo? It's a, it's a major thing. It's a major dome. It's the head butler of an estate. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Have I seen him anywhere in the flashbacks at 
uh, I mean, he Paint looks Chateau. just like Sir Ale. He, this the okay. guy doesn't look like he was from the Paint Chateau okay, or anything, okay. but he looks just like Sir Ale. You look very familiar to me. Oh, is that like right? I've seen your face before when I've talked to Glarus on, on occasion. He likes to look like you. I think he's got a thing for you. Uh, roll uh, insight. <laughs> <laughs> I want so bad to give him guidance, but I can't. Insight, insight. Uh-huh. Is a nine. Even with a nine, his guard drops for a split second, and he seems kind of happy at the idea that Glarus would be into him. Okay. Yep. So, uh, what are you guys planning? <laughs> Just now that... <laughs> You may know of our plans here because you've stumbled upon them, but I'm not yes. going to go revealing anything else. Okay. Um, so you're not here to kill me right now. Well, Eventually we'll probably cross paths. and uh, It is inevitable, I'm afraid, but now is not the time. I, I have confidence in my sword fighting skills, but I see that you have two well-worn blades at your side. And as of right now, I've just obtained some power from a Lord of Madness, but I've not experimented with it, and I'm not such a fool as to think that I can immediately take you and your comrades on. I don't know where they're at. Maybe you've been separated, but at the very least, I know they're nearby. Yeah, we split up looking for for a gnome, a man gnome, a male gnome. I'm really nervous. You're still, you're still yelling, child. I'm not going to kill you unless you try to fight me. Oh, I've been known to do stupid things like that before. He uh, puts his hand on the uh, the cane sword as yeah. soon as you say that because it almost sounds kind of threatening, and he kind of keeps it there. No, I'm just upset at myself. Um, also, uh, Tilly and Jandar, you guys are sort of hearing all this and seeing this. Is there anything you want to do, or are you just kind of letting to, let, letting this play out? What do you got going on, Tilly? I'm walking in. <laughs> Tilly reveals herself. Uh, she steps out of the shadows of the tunnel and starts walking forward, and immediately uh, Sotheby Crux looks up and sees uh, Tilly. Oh, Tilly! Hey, uh, hey! Uh, haven't seen you in a while. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk up with some, with like some swagger, like just to kind of sway in. I'm gonna go, yo, yo, uh, so Crux, where's my dad at, bro? I. <laughs> uh, Make me a <laughs> so cross. Yo yo, bro. <laughs> no, uh, here's a question, Tilly. Are you being threatening and you want to make an intimidate check, or are you asking like to give him? In you're asking for info, so you want to make a persuasion check. Um, no persuasion. Persuasion. Then make a persuasion right. check. That's a seven. <laughs> uh, he. He he kind of stops. He takes like a half step back, almost as if he's getting ready to like like for combat. And he goes, "So Crux, I've not been called that ever." Uh, and he kind of keeps his hand on the blade, but he doesn't draw it necessarily. But you have seen that he does typically draw an attack on one attack uh, and all in one hit. Uh, and Tilly, are you getting up exactly where like uh, Alistair is? Maybe about like fifteen feet away from this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, so you guys are now together, and uh, uh, so the B. Crux kind of looks to you, Alistair, and he goes, your f last friend is an archer, right? Is he? I don't know. Sometimes I just ignore that he's there because he annoys me. And now I'm going to be like, yeah, he's an archer. Oh, yeah, thank I guess you, so. Tilly, Lord Alistair Lockwood, I would hope that you don't play me for a fool. 
Again, I said I'm definitely a fool here. No, nah, no, nah, we cool, we cool, we cool. <laughs> Why are you talking like that, Tilly? You're Shut up, Alistair. Uh, he says, well, I certainly hope that nobody makes any foolish mistakes. As he keeps his hand on the blade, ready to like jump in to swing, but he's not willing to get into combat because he, like he said, he did just get these powers and he doesn't really know a lot about them, so he's not willing to to fight you guys just yet. So what 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 did you just stop here? What was uh what was Saturn Volo about to do? I don't know his exact plans. Um, I know he had betrayed Master Galeris, but he does like to drive the knife home. He likes to make things rather personal. He gets some, well, he got some twisted enjoyment from it, but do know that I have a little more respect for you than that. And you just sort of feel this weird, familiar feeling like hanging in the air. He was able to summon forth the spirits of the dead. He had obtained some great necromantic power from from some long-dead necromancer, uh, I'm not sure exactly how, but then he threw his lot in with a lord of madness. He had obtained many great powers, but great powers do not make you a strong person. That's true. And he kind of looks at the blood stain that's left on the ground. Jandar, you're still in the tunnel. Uh, Presumably you're just sort of waiting, but uh, what would you like to do? Detect thoughts. How close do I have to be for that? Thirty feet, I believe. Mm. You'd have to get pretty close. He he's certainly uh, there's nowhere to hide, and be able to use that ability in the middle of the arena. I'm gonna stay put. Stay stay hidden. Stay hidden. Okay. Uh, Tilly, is there anything you wanna ask Sotheby Crux as he's uh, uh, kind of temporarily parlaying with you guys? No, because he didn't give me any information on my, on my father, right? He, he was more caught off guard by him that you called him so Crux than anything else. So I guess I just asked him again and be like, so have you seen my dad? He goes, ah, Albus B. Tinker, uh, a very useful being for Master Glarus. Um, Master Glarus has deemed this entire operation a failure. I was to assassinate Saturn Volo steal away any powers he had that would be of use, and I am to leave. Your father is of no consequence to me if he still lives, but Saturn Volo had the ability to utilize the dead. I don't know that he is alive, I'm afraid. Roll insight. Twenty-three. This guy is almost the complete opposite of Saturn Volo. Whereas Saturn Volo really, really enjoyed, like, you know, messing with you guys and was even trying to do something else that, you know, uh, um, Sotheby Crux was referencing here that uh, would really get under your skin. Sotheby Crux kind of honestly seems like he feels bad about the fact that your father could potentially be dead. Hmm. And Sotheby Crux kind of, like, takes a few steps back after he answers that question. And, uh... And he says, well, I believe it is time for me to go. I believe we'll meet again. Where, Before you go, real quick, do you know, like, where his base of operations was in this place? Or, like, can you point us in any direction of maybe we're to verify if Tilly's dad is dead? Your actions at this point have little relevancy to me, but I will say this. 
There is more to this complex, I'm sure. Keep searching, and if you're smart, you will leave this region. This what? world does not have long left, or a long life left. You might as well enjoy what little life there is left. You know, I, thanks for the advice. Don't doesn't make me feel any better. He says, he smiles a bit, and he says, no, I suppose it wouldn't, but perhaps enjoying what little there is is better than struggling in vain. I reveal myself right at the end here, just kind of walk up and lean against the edge of the entrance. You lean against the edge of the entrance, and he sees you. You've dropped all stealth. And he sees you. He says, ah, Jandar, I knew that you would be around here as well. I'm not going to let these two idiots come in and do something stupid if I'm not involved, you know? We're, we're a group now. He smirks. He says, ah, yes, there always needs to be someone preventing the others from being idiots. It's a hard job. He says, I'm beginning to understand your plight, Jandar. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, he kind of waits a moment. Do you guys want to, like, try to ask him anything else? How's uh how's Glare's shoulder feeling? Roll insight. Ooh. Uh anybody can roll it by the way. Uh, I will take my 19. And uh, is anyone else rolling? 23. Um 21. Wow. I uh, he didn't do nearly that good to cover his emotions. <laughs> He got a one. And uh, as soon as you say that, the mood gets heavy. And like the, the kind of like pleasant old man smile that he had and he was kind of being kind immediately drops. And like it just almost looks like there's like just this like like horrifying aura around him. And it almost like like as he starts to crack the, the blade out of the scabbard of the sword cane, like dark energy starts swirling around. And he goes, I will not forget what you did. Master Glarus, Jandar. Do not forget that. And he pulls the blade out in one fell swoop and swings it nearby. And much like Saturn Volo's ability to open portals, space just tears open, and you see what looks to be an autumn forest on the other side. And he says, And I certainly won't make the same mistakes that fool made. And he puts the blade back in the sheath, and he steps into the portal, and it closes behind him. And that's where we're going <laughs> to... Oh, no. Oh, boy. Saturn Volo has been executed by Glarus's orders, and to replace him in the five supernovas is one of the world's greatest swordsmen, who's also now a warlock, Sotheby Crux. So Crux. So, <laughs> A.K.A. So Crux. Wow, so, yeah. <laughs> that guy scares me more than Venomstar does yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. That's great. That's great. It makes me feel bad great. because... <laughs> Saturnvola looked like such a bitch. What's that? Saturnvola looked like such a bitch. <laughs> he he was utterly destroyed. But keep in mind too that even when you guys fought him and dropped him from way up in the air, I mean he was really messed up. Like you guys almost had destroyed him then. Saturnvola was powerful, but only through his magic. He could teleport. He could uh, create this like darkness. He could summon forth the spirits of the dead. And you guys have this weird kind of like familiar feeling kind of hanging in the air and it sort of fades after a few moments and you guys are in the arena 
There's the tunnel that brought into uh, this arena. There's the exit on the other side that uh, 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 Sotheby Crux came through, which looks to be like it leads outside, maybe. It looks like you see uh, like an open field on the other end. And then there's uh, 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 two gates on either side. Uh, it looks like one gate leads deeper back from where you came, and then it, otherwise it looks like there's another gate on the other side that would lead somewhere you've not explored yet. I guess we should keep looking for Tilly's dad, yeah. right? Yep. Do you have anything that he owns that you could maybe try to locate? Nope. Man. I right. Make an intelligence check, Tilly. And then you take pieces of the bomb. 24. Jandar, as you're thinking, reminds you, you did take pieces of the bomb. You found other things that uh, 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 that your father's made in this place. So feasibly, yeah, you might be able to use like a, a spell to locate him if uh, you had the ability to do so. I don't know if you took that spell today. Well, I have the spell locate object, but it just tells me where that object is. So like, oh, if looking, that's right. It if isn't I'm looking for the piece of bomb. It's just gonna be like it's on you. <laughs> that is true. I forgot about that. Yes, locate object will only direct you to that object. So when you, you're right, that would be funny. Though. Is there a locate person or no? Nothing that I have. Okay. Nah, yeah, not that uh, uh, Tilly has. There are spells like that though. Hmm. There's like clairvoyancy and uh, whatnot, you know. But uh, otherwise, do you want to continue? Uh, through the gate that leads uh, deeper into this place? Do you want to kind of stop and explore this area? Uh, I mean, something weird did just happen here. I guess, yeah. Is there remnants of whatever he was summoning in, in here? You can make an arcana check. With guidance. With guidance. Uh, you can also uh, feasibly make like a medicine check if you want. No, I don't I don't see anything. <laughs> That's a one. <laughs> First Aww. of the day. You uh, fail at finding anything. What is Arcana, really? Yeah, what is magic? Is magic even real? <laughs> I, just, I doubt all my learnings that I have for one moment. Yeah, for a split second, you're like, is magic even real? And then you go, oh, wait, yeah, I can turn invisible and stuff. Yeah, it is absolutely real. Uh, Tilly, did you want to make any checks yourself, medicine or anything? I got 19 on my medicine check. Uh, from what you saw that uh, 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 Sotheby Crux did and the amount of blood on the ground, I... Uh, yeah, it, it, it seems like Sotheby Crux is an, an incredibly powerful swordsman. He split Saturn Volo right in two, and there wasn't even a drop of blood on his blade. It went that fast through him. Like, this guy is good. Wow. Uh, anything else you guys want to do? I want to head towards the gate that we haven't been. Sure, sure. So there's a gate behind you, uh, which is uh, closed, but that seems to lead back into the, like the arenas where you kind of were before that you kind of looped around uh, to avoid. Uh, otherwise, you guys uh, uh, are at an open gate. You can walk in, and uh, uh, this one seems to be like maybe the 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 outer rim of the this you know entire complex because there's not another arena on the other side there is a staircase that leads up into the crowd and much like before there are those automatons you know just silently waiting you know in the uh uh you know up there but other than that uh it looks like uh there's a room that has more of those uh switches that like you know elevate things out and then it looks like there's a staircase down I want to head down. No more switches. I want to. No. No. What do you want to do, Tilly? Tell me what you'd like to do. No more I switches. I want to call out and see if I can't get Gorgo Borgo to, s- Why? to appear. 
Sure. Uh, make a, uh, hmm, what kind of check would that be to summon Ooh, a forth? a shout check? A shout check. <laughs> uh, make a, uh, pers- uh, you know what, make yeah, a, uh, 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 a religion check. Oh, okay. I mean, he's a ghost. Summon forth the dead, basically. Uh, my religion check is a, hold on, 23 mm-hmm. plus proficiency, 27, 32. <laughs> nice. <laughs> With a 32, you kind of pray for a moment and you want to summon forth Gorbo Borgo. Yeah. You summon forth Gorbo Borgo and he uh, appears nearby and you kind of hear this like rattling of chain as he appears and he goes, oh, I'm Gorbo Borgo. Oh. oh, I thought this was a summoning. Yeah, what do you want? And he looks down at you, uh, Tilly. I say, hey, uh, Saturn Volo uh, had to step away for a little bit, so he told he put us in charge. And uh, I need you to help me find my father in this place. Roll persuasion. That's a one. Oh! First uh, fail of the day. (sighs) Uh, He looks at you, he goes, "Ah, that doesn't sound very honest. I can't imagine Master Saturn Volo would. And he stops for a moment and he goes, oh. I, I think he, I don't think he exists anymore. I don't feel his orders, because before I was having to smash you inside the upside of the head, bah, But now I don't have to, unless I forgot to do it. Yeah, he, he just split. Literally, I. Uh, he goes. Wait, he was cut in half. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I I don't know what this means for Gorbo Borgo. I mean, if you help us out, we could be friends. Ah, Gorbo Borgo needs all the friends he can get. Roll persuasion. <laughs> With guidance. With guidance. <laughs> and don't critically fail. For the love of God, please. <laughs> I need his help. And, <laughs> uh, and what'd you get? I won. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Would be amazing. <laughs> would you? Would you get there, Alistair? Thirty. He goes. One. Oh, my God. <laughs> he goes. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'll help you find him. Thank you, Gorbo Borgo. Goes, ah, this is right. the beginning of a great friendship, I think. Yeah, I, 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 th- I can see that. Okay. I look up at Jandar and Lead I whisper. The way. I go, Hey, should we tell him that all of our other friends are dead? No, no, we shouldn't tell. Why would he's already dead? Why do we need to tell him that? Yeah, but he could be dead, dead. And Gorbo Borgo, uh, goes. All right, follow after me. And he phases into the ground and goes <laughs> underground. <laughs> could you show us a way that we could go easily? There's a stairway, and you stair- shout, and he doesn't answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> he right. must not be able to hear you. Well, I we guess take, we're going down. We take the stairs, and you guys go to the staircase. Yeah, yeah. and you guys. Go to the down the stairs, and it uh, uh, it's a fairly long staircase. It leads down, you know, uh, quite a few flights. Uh, you think that maybe the the underground like labyrinth of this uh, place is maybe about hundred feet below the surface, and it's a pretty wide staircase, you know, because ogres used to walk in. And uh, you guys go down this long staircase, and it's really dank and dark down here. But uh, uh, there are. Uh, 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 like lamps and lanterns that are hung up on the walls every so often, and uh, they look like they're pretty low on oil, but uh, it looks like it gives gives you uh, some decent lighting. Do do I need to be have something lit to see? It's dim lighting for you, uh, but as far as that goes, 
Uh, no, you wouldn't necessarily need any additional okay. lightning. It would help, but you you know it wouldn't you know be needed. I'll I'll just throw out a, a dancing lights then. Sure, you cast dancing lights me. and they float around you, and you can see a little bit better now. Uh, and your friends around uh, uh, in your area can also see color because mm-hmm. they see in black and white and the, the dim lighting and stuff. Uh, and there's a, a long tunnel. What would you like to do? You've now gone down the staircase. It's a long tunnel. Leads, it s- looks like it leads into a, a larger chamber. Do we see Gorbo? You don't. You look around and you don't see him. Since he's a, a ghost, would I be able to use locate object on his club? Uh, his club is ethereal. I uh, make a uh, an arcana check. Seventeen. You don't think it necessarily counts as like a real object? Okay. Because he didn't even really have it when he appeared before you the last time. It kind of comes and goes as he like concentrates to make it. Uh, ghosts are a little weird like that. It's not like it's a real thing. It's sort of this like spectral energy that he's made. Uh, but you don't see him. Uh, he did. He would have been in this tunnel when he went down through the floors. So you don't know if in the time it took you to walk downstairs, he'd already moved on and is like leading you, quote unquote. But regardless, you uh, you don't necessarily see him. Yeah, well, let's go. Keep going. Sure. So you guys uh, uh, walk forward, uh, and you guys walk into a, uh, a, a chamber, and it looks like there are uh, like uh, almost like like cells. And it looks like they're like uh, uh, attached. They're almost like inside pillars that lead up to the ceiling. And you think these are the cells where things are held before they get moved up. And in this room, you do see a few of those automatons. They seem to be off as they're in their cells. Hmm. You know, more of these nightly automatons. You know, some of them look like centurions. Uh, they they look like they like have different designs each. Like some are like you know centurions. Others are like you know. Uh, uh, more traditional knights. Some are like samurai. You know, they're all in different like outfits and have different gear. Pretty cool. Not, uh, not opening those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you say that. Uh, it looks like you they are no locked. Proof. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they are locked. Uh, but I mean, they look like they're very old locks. You can maybe even force them if you really tried hard enough. Uh, but otherwise, uh, uh, make me. Uh, I tell you what, Tilly, make me a uh, a religion check. Twenty-one, with a twenty-one, uh, you do see like it kind of flickers in the darkness. You see like uh, the outline of uh, like uh, uh, like footprints on the ground, but they look kind of shiny and like they look like they're made of that ghost energy. You think maybe uh, Gorbo Borgo is sort of left behind spiritual energy like in his wake, and it's leading. It's you. You can see where he's gone to. Hmm. Follow it. Yeah, so it does look like there's a couple of tunnels here that lead to, like, other arenas. So you guys kind of, like, loop around, and you start following, and uh, uh, and you get to uh, another large room. But uh, uh, it looks like this one is even beyond the... Uh, the arena floors, you know, you you lose track. You you go back into like the area where you first had all those uh, cells rise up, and they're all like, you know, it looks like all the elevators have gone up. And there's another tunnel, and it looks like Gorbo Borgo's footprints have gone down that tunnel. Well, all right, lead down that way. Yep, keep following. Sure, sure. So you guys uh, head down uh, this tunnel, and I. Uh, you enter into a, a chamber, and it looks like it's uh, uh, not an especially large chamber, but uh, uh, 
you see uh, uh, a doorway on the other side. It looks like Gorbo Borgo's footprints have just sort of continued on, but there is a form uh, in the uh, uh, the middle of like the doorway, just sort of standing there. How big is it? Not very big. It's probably about small size, maybe about Tilly size. Um, can I extend my dancing lights out towards it? Sure. So you it kind of 120 feet. So you know. yep. You extend out the the lights, and they kind of illuminate the uh, the area. And the shadowy figure on the other side of the room is clearly illuminated. And you see what looks to be like a gnome that's mechanical. And as the the lights sort of fill up the room, uh, its eyes kind of glow red, and uh, it's uh, kind of like starts kind of like like lumbering up and kind of like raising itself up. Tilly, what is this? D- Dad? And it kind of like looks sort of in your direction and goes, Tilly. D- Dad, is that you? Tilly, I've missed you. What happened to you? I was made this way. And it kind of clenches its fists. What? This is your father? I don't know if he made this or if this is, like, him. Something what? happened to him. You guys kind of whisper a, a bit, and the uh, the form on the other side of the room, this mechanical gnome, sort of, like, kind of, like, uh, uh, kind of is clenching its fists, and it goes, look at the monster I've become. Who made you this way? What happened? It was, I... Sorry, Tilly. And he kind of starts stepping forward with fists clenched. I'm going to just run up to him and try to help him, I guess. You run up and you go to grab him. Uh, Make a uh, uh, strength check. Twelve. With a twelve, the frail form kind of like you kind of grab at it and I... the the head kind of like it looks like it's loosely put on and and it kind of like like kind of like snaps back a bit and it goes Tilly forgive me and it raises up its fist I'm going to go into a defensive stance you go into a defensive stance uh and he goes to swing and with your defensive stance he he swings wide and uh I can't hit you whoa Tilly I don't know what's going on with you like what, what what should we do here, guys? Like, it, it's my father, but like he's not acting like himself, and we, we like we need him. Are we sure this is your father? This is an automaton. Like, I thought your dad was a real gnome. With all the crazy fucked up shit we've seen, <laughs> all it did is apologize. You're not sure. Is there anything else in this room, or? This room is pretty empty otherwise. And then just that door across. And then there's a large door on the other side. With the footsteps still going that way. Yep. You're not my father. Where's my father? Tilly, my real I'm father. sorry. And he goes to punch you again. Keep trying, buddy. And it's with your defensive stance, he can't hit you. I'm going to run past him and open the door. I, uh, Sure. Uh, you go to try the door, and it's locked. Okay. I guess I'll just shut Try to pick the lock. Buy time for me, Tilly. All right. I look over at Jandar and I go, "This ain't my real father." And I give him like the motion <laughs> to like just take care of this thing. Light him up. Okay. 
I'll sh- pump pump two arrows into it after I put uh, <coughs> Hunter's mark on it. Absolutely. Go ahead and roll the hit. <laughs> we're sorry. buying you time i know lots but i feel kind of time. i feel like you're murdering your dad and, then, and i don't I, like I, Tilly, it 25 Tilly, i know it's not my father 24 with a 25 and a 24 they both absolutely hit give me damage and what'd you get that would be a 17 plus, wow, uh, that'd be 29. With 29 damage, both arrows shoot through, explode out the other side. Gears and bolts and oil just sort of like splatter out the other end. The both arrows go sliding across, or flying across the room, slam into the door that he's trying to pick the (laughs) lock on. Right next to me. It just boom, boom. And uh, and the form kind of limply falls to the ground. It kind of holds out a hand. It goes, Tail, 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 I want to cast Spare the Dying on it. It's not a living creature. Perfect. Nothing happens. And How's that door going? Pick the lock? <laughs> I retrieve my arrows, clean them off the oil, what, and... What check is it? Just a dex brush off check? A dex check. <laughs> Unless you are proficient in uh, picking, uh, picking locks, in which case you had proficiency. Uh, so that's just a 10. Or uh, 11. With oh. 11? 12. Sorry. 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 Maybe it's a 13. It might be. <laughs> it's a 12. It's a 12. With a 12, uh, it seems like you're unable to pick the lock. Uh, you try to pick it, and it looks like it's a little too complex, maybe too old. You can't get it through. How strong is this door? It doesn't look especially strong. I so, got this. Tilly, flying I jump need, kick. I need your foot. Flying jump kick. <laughs> flying jump kick. Maybe a strength check, Tilly. 12. With a 12, you run, you jump, you slam into the door, and it kind of buckles a bit, but uh, uh, it doesn't uh, uh, go all the way through. Do you want to try again? Uh, I, I look at Tilly, and I go, do this together? I mean, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we got we'll, it this time. I, we'll heard, I felt it, it buckle. We'll kick it together. Sure. Both of you make strength checks. I have a negative one to my strength. Just got a natural 20 on that one. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get, uh, Alistair? Oh, I got a nine. With a nine, <laughs> you go to start running, and you get winded, and halfway through, you're like, give me a minute. And Tilly goes flying across the room, <laughs> goes to, like, flying jump kick. The uh, the doors swing wide open. <laughs> Gor- Gorbo Borgo is there, and he goes, ah, what's taking you so long? And you slam into his face, and he goes barrel rolling across the, gro- like the ground. And you're not sure how because you didn't really feel anything because he's a ghost. But regardless, whatever whatever happened there, he just goes barrel rolling down the hall. And he goes, ah, and he goes like flying down. And Alistair, you look up, and it looks like the door smashed open, or rather, I, it's, it's just completely open. it's wide open. And Tilly's lying on the ground, and you hear the echoing voice of Gorbo Borgo going. I'm barrel rolling away. I don't know I, what happened. I don't, and I don't want to know what happened. I Let's just, just walk past them both and start heading down the hall, down the stairs, or whatever. I like slowly get up, and I'm like, "Surprise, motherfucker!" <laughs> and then I look at Alistair, and I go, "Man, you you gotta get better at this if we're going to start doing this together." I I thought I had it. I didn't. What's I'm your strength mod? Oh, uh, negative one. <laughs> Wonderful. I uh, so you guys pick yourselves up. Uh, catch your breath, and uh, you guys start heading down the tunnel. Uh, Gorbo Borgo's uh, 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 
bowling balling down his, the... You don't see him, and he's not really stepping down anymore or anything. It looks like he must have stopped on the other side of the door. Uh, you no longer see those footprints. However, uh, you get through, and uh, it looks like uh, uh, you're in a... Uh, uh, a pretty large room at the end of this hall. And it looks like there's maybe a few little alcoves. Uh, it looks like there's like a bed in a corner. Uh, it looks like there's like a, a you know, a, a small table and it's got like, you know, uh, like ra- like uh, uh, rations that have been opened and tossed aside after being eaten. They're not really put away or thrown away or anything. Uh, and it looks like a, a pretty lived in area. And there's a lot of different books, uh, a lot of, you know, stuff kind of piled up. There's like mechanical appendages and stuff and, you know, whatnot on the ground. And uh, uh, at the table, uh, uh, you do see a uh, book wide open. Investigation check. Sure. Make an investigate check. Tilly, you have advantage on this. The rest 24. Of you can, the rest of you can make investigation checks if you want as well. With a 24 till you find a book and uh, it's written in gnomish and it's all about how to turn yourself into an automaton. What'd you find, uh, uh, Alistair? I just got a nine. With a nine, you look around. Uh, uh, you don't go even really go to look into the alcove. You like look under the bed. You're not really finding much. You kind of start sifting through some of the parts. Uh, Jandar, what did you get? 11. With an 11, once again, you go looking around. You go to the bookshelf, and, you know, it's mostly written in Gnomish. Uh, do you speak Gnomish or understand Gnomish? Is that one of your languages? Mm, is it one of my languages? I don't think it is. I didn't think so either. Uh, but yes. uh, you you kind of sift through the book, and it's a lot of mechanical stuff. It's it's pretty, pretty, pretty you know, uh, uh uh, complicated stuff uh, reminds you almost of like uh, uh, like the uh, like the lunisolar cannon. Maybe not quite as complex, but it's all kind of alien to you. You know, it's all kind of you know Greek to you, quote unquote. Uh, but I, uh, Tilly, you're staring down, and you've got this book that is all about turning yourself in, into an automaton. I just want to start like crying, like no. What's going on? And you guys. Go to the book and you see Tilly's got a book about turning yourself into an automaton. Tilly. He didn't, he didn't act like my father at all. I thought for sure it wasn't him. Sorry, Tilly. And you guys sort of hear someone stepping behind you and he goes, Oh, excuse me. Oh, hi, Tilly. What? And you turn around and going from one room, like the alcove room, like one of the side rooms, through this room and into like another room where you see more junk piled up, you see a gnome who's kind of like has really light pink hair, uh, maybe like Tilly's, but just like older. He's balding, though, and he's got like a uh, kind of like a, a large mustache and he just sort of like has this like, you know, big tome at his side, which is maybe a regular size book to like, you know, you Jandar. And as he's walking, he's just like, Oh, hello, Tilly. And he just sort of walks by in these like uh, dusty, like kind of oil stained robes. Dad. And he goes, yes, I've been called dad by thumb. Well, one here's my daughter, Tilly. Oh, I miss her. It's dad. It's me. I've never met a me before. No, it's Tilly. It was right. I said hello when you came in. Right, like, <laughs> what's going? Are you all right? Like, wait a minute! Is this my daughter Tilly? Yes! That you brought me. He 
goes, oh, good heaven. <laughs> I, I, I never thought I'd see you again. Thank God you're okay. And I go up and like give him a big hug. He gives you a hug back, and he, uh, uh, and he kind of like stops. He looks at you and goes, you don't exactly look the same. Are you sure you're my daughter? Listen, we've been through a lot. I am your daughter, but I met these two friends, and we've been on quite an adventure. And what what have you been oh, doing? Adventuring. What? I've not done adventuring in so long. I'll, you must enjoy it so well. You're not a robot, are you? He goes, no. No, I didn't get that far. The prototype was terrible. Oh, thank God. I don't know how, <sighs> but I programmed him to have to hurt my daughter. I don't even know why I did that. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 and I look, I look right up, I look right up at Jane and Astor, and I go, "This is my father." Oh god! <laughs> he goes, "It's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Albeth B. Tinker." <laughs> Albeth, Albus or Albeth? Right, that's what I said. Okay, <laughs> Albus, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Lord Alistair Lockwood. We Wait thought we just killed you. <laughs> he goes, "Alistair of the Lockwood." Yes, yes, of the the Lockwood Estates. Yes. I'm afraid I've never heard of you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> At this moment, it, don't, it doesn't matter to me. We're so glad you're alive. He goes, oh, well, I'm rather glad I'm alive, too. We came to find you and save you and get you out of this place. Well, that's wonderful. I've, I've reached all the limits of my experimentations here. Perfect, I think. I don't know. There's a bunch of weird shit out there. Did you build all that? He goes, yeah, they asked me to, to build them an army because they uh, uh, were going to kill Tilly if I didn't. Who's they? How did you escape? <laughs> Listen, I have ways. So, oh. Yeah. There's 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 really one word I could sum it up to as to like how I've pretty much escaped and survived to this point, and um, that word is Jandar. He goes, uh, I thought I his name like was Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Anyways. <laughs> oh, are you Jandar? Yes, I am. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> pleasure to meet you, too. But we should probably get moving. We yes. don't want to stay here too long. Yeah, there's a lot of ghosts in here. It's really kind of scary. Yeah. Super scary. Um, about these automatons, though, that you have, do you control them? He goes, yes, I, well, I mean, I don't, uh, but I do. I, I program them, and then they do what they want. You couldn't, like, reprogram them all, like, in one, like, thing and, and have them, <laughs> like, not kill us on our way out, could you? Not kill you on the way out? What do you, what do you want from me? I'm only human. I mean, gnome. Strike that. I'm only gnomish. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure we don't get jumped by your, your creations, because we fought a couple well, on the I way down. Well, I programmed them to only fight when they came up through an elevator. Nobody oh. was stupid enough to hit any switches, were they? Uh, someone was. Uh, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> well, Anyways. So long as none of us go ahead hitting switches, I think we'll be okay. We should pack up your, your, your stuff, and we should get out of here. Right. Uh, how did you get away? From From, from what? From... Glareth. What time? We've seen Glareth multiple times. <laughs> yeah, and we got away from him. Well, he he said that uh, if I didn't build him this army, he he. Yeah, he's been you. he's been oh, lying he's, to you. The he whole never time. had her. We've met him a couple of times, but he's never really had me. Oh sh! No, that's terrible. I'm gonna have to file a complaint. You with, do with that, who? Dad. Well, with Glareth. As. Okay, cool. Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> like, do you work for him, like, 
willingly? But I mean, I know, I know, you said he was going to hurt Tilly, but why would you file a complaint with him? Like, we're we're going to get you away from him. You don't ever have to talk to him again. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> okay, all right. Do you know where he is? No, he. Uh, I he worked. I worked in a, a facility with him at one point. Uh, uh, it was underneath the city of Narquelian. Oh, really? Yeah, I had to build a bomb. Gotcha. Yeah, we defused that. Oh, really? I mean, Tilly did most of the work, but yeah. Well, that makes sense. I I, I made it easy for her to to disarm if she didn't want to have to die. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Yeah, let's get your stuff up and uh, packed up and let's head back to Narquillion. Yeah, listen, we have to go... So, Glarus, he's kind of a bad guy, Dad. I mean, he seemed that way. Yeah, and um, he's trying to end the world and summon something higher, higher power. So um, we kind of need you to work with this other doctor that we have working with us. He's um, almost as smart as you are. And uh, we need you guys to kind of go over some of these blueprints that we had to make some sort of cannon. A cannon? What kind of cannon? It's a lunar solar cannon. Luna Solar. Luna Solar. Is the Luna Solar Cannon. Yeah, yep. you've heard of it. No, I've never heard of it before. <laughs> okay, well, we got some blueprints, so if you could just, you know, work with this other doctor. To... Sure. Who's this other doctor? He's a professor, actually. Oh, professor, yeah. Professor Von Drakovich. You expect me to work with that madman, Professor Von Drakovich? Yeah, if you don't mind. I mean, I kind of do, but it's better than my last job, so sure, I'll take it. Right. So you, you know him? <laughs> of course I know him. He's an insane maniac. Yeah, but he's helped us a lot. He's saved Tilly's life. Yeah, he's cool. For now. Can't believe my daughter's thrown herself in with this mad scientist crowd. What kind of father have I been? Not here. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, Let again... Let's just get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, like, summon us a portal or something and get us Oh, back yeah. I can teleport us yeah. out of here to, to right back to the Yeah. Right back to the, to the house. The magic shop. Yeah. Oh. I mean, let me get cool. some of my stuff and we'll head there. Yeah. Let's let's help him pack up any books or things that'll be valuable. He doesn't bring much. He he has a, a, a large bag that he loads with a few books and he kind of, like, loads it onto his back and then thinks twice and then he starts going to work in the uh, pile of mechanical stuff. What? What are you he doing? Was, well, I'm building something to carry it for me. How long is that going to take? Well, I don't know. Maybe a couple hours. Maybe a few days. I'll carry uh, it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Get Jandar and I will help you out. Wow. No wonder Von Drakovich uses biological stuff. It's a lot faster. Yeah. Uh, and you guys go to teleport out? Yeah, if, we, if that's what we want to do. Yeah, that, yeah. I ain't got nothing else to do here. We All got right. what we came for. Sure. You get Elbus B. Tinker. Uh, you gather up his stuff. He brings some mechanical things in, into uh, another bag. So it, like when he thought he had to carry it, he was only bringing a few books. Oh, no, yeah. We'll help as we'll soon as you guys have, like, you know, as soon as he knows all three of you are carrying his stuff, he brings a lot more. Okay. And, uh, and you go to teleport out? Yep. As you go to start teleporting, Gorbo Borgo appears before you. And he goes, ah, it's time for us to say goodbye. You don't want to come with? No, no, I think I'm going to ascend to heaven. I've done real good this this day. I I used to be a bad Gorbo Borgo, but now I'm good. I lead people where they're supposed to go. 
Will we ever see you again if we call on you? And he kind of puts his hands together to pray, and light appears around him. But the light is red, and it appears below him. And he goes, I think I'll see you. Oh, excuse me. I was almost talking like Alpus there. (laughs) He says, I think I'll see you again soon. And as he starts to like kind of like like kind of like look up into the heavens, he sinks down into the earth. <laughs> oh no. As he's like sinking down, I just want to go, sorry I kicked you in the face. He goes, Apology accepted because I'm a good Gorbo Borgo. And he vanishes into the pits of hell. Don't worry, we'll see. Damn him. it, Craig! <laughs> and we'll see him in a little bit in Hellcourt. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys like see Gorbo Borgo leave, and Albus B. Tinker goes, So does this stuff just happen to you all the time? It's pretty normal. Oh, fair enough. He says, Alright, let's get this over with. And he doesn't look happy to be dealing with <laughs> Professor Von Dracovich. All right. Teleport. Okay, yeah, let's teleport. So you teleport through and you appear and I uh, almost immediately like the uh the image of uh Professor Von Dracovich in his like new body floats through and he looks down and he goes, hey, "Well, looks who look who you brought me." And Albus B Tinker goes, "What the hell is that thing?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind the scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.